to give an instruction to the house. Now, this particular instruction was... Um, let me put it rightly. was some training that the Lord trained me with. So, it's more like a personal experience. But I want you to open up your hearts and learn what you have to learn. Lay hold on what you have to lay hold. This instruction, I'm giving it because I have to give an account of it. So, let's see Ephesians 4, 8. Is that kind of instruction that you don't want to give? Or <laughs> you don't have a choice. Okay, yeah. So, this popular scripture says, When he ascended on high, he led captivity. Or oh, thank you. He led captivity captive. Sometimes you know scriptures a lot and then you can say it often. Then I'm looking at it. Hope you have not jumped one word. <laughs> Praise God. So when he ascended on high, he led captivity captive and he gave gifts to men. What I'm talking about this morning, of course, is the gift of men, okay? But now, there are various kinds of gifts God can give. God, God can give, rather. But um, there's one that the Bible records that he gave. And we want to look into this men, okay? So, give to men, verse, next verse. Okay, do we have that? Um, Boali? Where's Boali? Okay, um, Gabriel. Where's Gabriel? Please let me check. All right, so let's go. We're just going to dive into the word. Is that fine? All right, so he ascended. Happy anniversary. <laughs> All right. Um... He ascended, no, something's wrong. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Is where I want to put the, <laughs> there's nowhere to sit. <laughs> no way I can see without it. Actually, I, I've trained myself, but let me try it still. Yeah, we're ready to my own. All right. We're good, right? Okay, no. Uh uh. Who are this? Oh, Lord. Who is that? <laughs> Relax. Is that you? Okay, no. Not now. We we'll use it. All right. So, what? It, what? Is this amplified? This is an NKJV. I didn't see that in brackets, but that's a little confused. Should I use my Bible? Should we see KJV then? K, KJV is very direct. Yes. It's in brackets. Wow. All right. Just stay with me. <laughs> Now that he ascended, what it is, what is it? What is it? That he also descended first into the lower part of the earth. He that descended is the same also that ascended up far above all heavens. That he might feel all things. This is where I'm going to. And he gave some. You can read with me. Some apostles. And some prophet, and some, and some, and teachers. For there's a reason why he gave them for correcting of the saints, for the work of the ministry. Okay. I'm so glad that we are born again. If you're not born again, you need to give your life to Christ, or you need to allow Him to take it. Is it that you give it, or you will take it? But before he takes it, you need to release your heart, okay? So if you're in the house, you're not born again, you need to give your life to Christ. Dude, I 
just bank on my word, just my word, not the scripture, my word. You have a fantastic life. You will not regret it. So what am I saying? I, this should be a very common scripture. It's something that as a child of God is what you must know at the back. Um, if I say at the back of my head, it seems like it's far away. But it's something you must know. It must be a pivot. It must be something that um, is one of the foundations of your Christianity. Okay? I'll show you a little of my personal experiences, what I want to preach from. But let's just look into the scripture for now. So it gave some apostles, some prophets, some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry. So who is in ministry? Who are the saints? Okay, that um, response is a bit low. Because I feel maybe you don't believe the scripture anymore. Who are the saints? So who is doing the work of ministry? Let that be a let that be a knowledge that you don't joke with. Hmm? Let it just sit and rest within you. So let, let it be your meditation. Let it be your meditation. Meditate on it. Sometimes we need to chew on the word over and over for it to sit within us. So that when um, life begins to happen, you, don't, you are not confronting the word. You're not um, against the word, rather. That's the word. You're not against the word. So sometimes you need to sit when you read the Bible, study scripture, you need to sit and chew on it. Chew on it. Don't just gloss over the word of God. Chew on it. Sometimes we need to sit and reason. This scripture is something we need to sit down and reason with. That Jesus gave gift to men. When he ascended, he gave gift. What he released, one of the most important things that Jesus did. Imagine that at a man's death, he wrote his will, right? We all know that, so let's not be quiet on me. Just come along with me. You can, rest, you can give your responses, okay? He, when a man, okay, let me use a wealthy man, <laughs> wants to die, he writes his will, right? Um, that's, it's read at his death, right? Good, thank you. So, one of Jesus' will that he released at his death was this. So, um, as children of a wealthy man, what you're looking forward to is what, what your father left behind, right? All right, don't worry, the understanding will come. So, this was what Jesus gave. So the Lord took me through a deliverance in my life. And I pray that this will bless you all. Amen. You must not refuse the gift of God. Because aside from that will, the dead man has gone. Can he come back to give you something else? Nothing. You know, sometimes we then look up to heaven as though we were never given the will, the, the, the gift. We look to heaven for answers and for things to come from up above. But when he ascended, one of the things he left with you so that you can be all right and okay in life is gifts. Today, for our prosperity on earth, the only gift Jesus gave us 
is men. So, I have been delivered from my carnality. There's a deep carnality that humanity has, or Christians have. Not humanity, but Christians, children of God. That's, the, the, the mind is carnal, it's so fleshy. It's, 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 there's a lot of flesh sitting in the mind that you can't recognize through the scriptures that this one is a gift. So, what I believe God also has happened to me is God will deliver us today. That you recognize what the Lord Almighty has done. That he has given gifts to men. That he has given gifts to what? Has he given you a gift? Has he given you a gift? Have you been able to recognize your gift? I have been able to recognize my gifts. Praise God. So today, I'm giving instructions, and I have no dot of emotions tied to this instruction. I'm just obeying the Lord. Praise God. So these are the gifts he gave men. Beautiful, right? I'm so glad that he didn't think of um, the imperfection of the men before he gave the gift. So there's a lot of carnality that you think... The man that he gave to you should be perfect. The man that, should get, that he gave to you should not make mistakes. Meanwhile, you forget that if they left you alone on earth, if only you were on earth alone, you will annoy yourself. You will offend yourself. If, I, if they leave me only me, yeah. after, just give me like three days, I'll be fine. I'll enjoy myself first day, second day. I'll just give me like some more. I'll just be bored. I'll be tired. I become, I do some things that just irritate me. Then some things are inside me that are also annoying. But many of it you don't know. All you see is beautiful desert. <laughs> but you don't know that I have some baggages that I also don't like. So God didn't give a perfect man to you as a gift. He gave gifts to men. Remove that perfection you are looking for. Recognize the gifts. When he named them, he didn't say perfect, so, 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 so. He said apostles, prophets, teachers, evangelists. That's what he gave. Identify it and put a tag on it. One of the days the devil was going to get me in my life. He's making my husband my husband. He's my gift. My husband... Is my pastor. He pastored me before he married me. So he's my gift. But the devil wants to steal your soul and destroy you. Then he puts a tag of husband on it. I know you're all thinking that it's my husband. It's fine. But I'm not deceived. You know, Pastor, we preach about deception earlier in the morning. I'm not deceived. You understand? I've eaten a lot of deceptions from everyone. I've stopped being deceived because I'm growing old. So I have tagged my gift. He's my pastor. First, before it's any other thing. Because the Bible says it gave gifts to men. Some apostles. Some. Be, do you have any other pastor you want to give me? In case you're angry with me now, maybe you have another pastor. I've not found since I was since I gave my life to Christ. Been one pastor in me. You know. <laughs> Let me not share a lot of stories. Let's just go on with the word of God. Okay, you'll be blessed. Amen. Amen.
I don't have another apostle. Praise God. One of the things you must learn with this scripture is don't have any issues with your pastor. Don't. Um, I know we are in the world and there's a way the world system is set up. But don't be carried away. Because as you're in the world, you're also in Christ Jesus. You're also in Christ Jesus. So don't live today in Christ Jesus. Then tomorrow you live in the world. And you accept the ideologies of the world. The world will deal with you. By the time it's done with you, you will cry home. And home is heaven. No worry, I'm not about to spoil the anniversary. Honestly speaking. <laughs> okay, good. I just want the Lord to open our eyes this morning, okay? So, instructions. Let me just read out some things. Once you begin to have issues with your pastor, you are cut off from receiving. And what are you receiving? You're receiving inheritances. It's not necessary from the pastor to you. It's from God to you. But the one he has assigned to deliver it to you is your pastor. Because God shares it through the utterances of ordained men. God does not have a special megaphone that is going to use to announce the inheritances. It's going to be through his men. It's, been, it's going to be through his men. Once you're offended with your pastor, it is automatic closure of your heart. I will share my experience with you. I've also been offended before. So I'm not talking because maybe I heard something, something, you know, I heard your story or somebody told me. No, <laughs> I'm reeling out, turning out from my experience. So there was a time I would come to church, I would just sit down at the back, and then when I sit at the back, then Pisa could be preaching and preaching and preaching and preaching. I was like, all right, we're good. <laughs> For that season of my life, I wasn't blessed. You know, sometimes when you're growing old, you just tell yourself the truth. I wasn't blessed. I was just a churchgoer. And people think, even though me, I don't see myself as that, but she's the pastor's wife. It's okay. And you know, she, she's the pastor's wife, comes with his glory. It's only that when you get to heaven, there is no assignment called pastor's wife. It's only on earth. That we glory in, she's the pastor's wife. By the time you get to heaven, there's no announcement that, oh yeah, let there be a roll call. Pastor's wife, line up. There is no answering to that. You are going to answer as a child of God. Praise God. Hallelujah. What did I say earlier? There will be automatic closure of your heart. It's not something you can control. It is automatic I'm choosing my words carefully because this is my experience. That's why I'm telling you a story. I don't, I don't would necessarily share my experience with you. I hold you the scriptures. But this morning, I just decided to share a little bit of it. Scriptures, I hold you. Scriptures, Bible. I teach the Bible. I, I preach the Bible. So let's just look into this a little bit. Are we good? Yes, 
automatic closure of your heart. One of the people you must never, you must vow not to be offended at is your pastors. Um, once your heart is against him, your words will go against him. Once your words go against him, no matter how you control it, your silence is also against him. In case you're not using words, your silence is also a disposition. Of course, you don't expect me to say anything, right? When I'm offended with pastor. Everybody, everybody, you don't want me to say anything to you, right? You don't. So my silence is a disposition. Just my silence alone is a body language and is a communication. You know, you even have the right to say something to someone if you have issues with your pastor. But I can't. Well, I'm disciplined enough, at least. I've been a Christian for a while. So I'm disciplined enough to report my pastor to you. But my silence is a disposition. In the realm of the spirit, it is sin. You cannot hide it. It is sin. Like you can smell. When the angels come into the house, they can pick you out. It smells in the realm of the spirit. So I wasn't blessed, Lekon. I wasn't. I wasn't. Did I have money? Did I have everything life can give? Yes, I had it. I had beautiful children. But I wasn't blessed. <laughs> There's a, a blessing that is yours. It comes from above through the gift, the pastors. Your gift. That's the only channel it will come through. That's the only word, channel it will come through because the word of God said so. No, there's something about the heart. I'm not talking, I'm talking now, I'm emphasizing without words, even if you don't say anything. The Bible reckons with the heart. It says, the heart of man is desperately wicked. As the Bible was able to identify the heart. It says that heart, even though there's no words, is desperately wicked. So your heart is against him. I'm talking about your gifts. Your heart is against him. Your words are against him. Then you know one of the things I used to do? I used to parley with the people that are against him. Yeah. I was a chifo. So the thing is, not like I would say a lot, but I'm just around them. Because my heart is offended. So I'm just around them. Because the offended has to be with the offended. The offended has to be with the offended. Because... When you're not with the offended, who, for example, if you're not offended, when someone is saying something good about your gifts, you did hard to it, right? But when you're offended and somebody is saying something good about your gifts, the truth is that in your heart, you're off. Even though you don't want to gossip. But in your heart, you're off. Like, there's nothing really good about what is There's nothing really special about this guy. You're just overhyping him. So, because you don't enjoy that company, you have to look for the offended company to sit with them. Now, you will not contribute necessarily to the words if you are disciplined. But just sitting around the offended satisfies your soul because your heart is offended. I'm talking to you from experience. So I know what I'm saying like the back of my hand. 
Just sitting around the offended satisfies that like you are putting ice block or you are drinking cold water. It satisfies your conscience, especially your conscience. After all, I'm not wrong. He's the one who's wrong. Yes, it satisfies the conscience. Praise God. So you parley with, with those who want to bring him down by disregarding the grace of God. One of the things that I champion also is parleying with those who say there's nothing he's doing. There's no big deal in it. Then they will point at this also can do it. If this person was anointed, can do it. Why is the person not anointed? They disregard what? Listen to me very well. The grace upon him. You know, sometimes we are too hurtly. We are so hurtly, so filled with the dust we came from that we cannot reason heavenly things. We forgot that it was Jesus who gave the gift. It wasn't your mother and your father. Neither did someone cause you to stroll into GCC. It was the mighty hand of God. One of the things you should thank God for is your gift. That you were able to stroll into him and identify him. You know, when you are full of thanksgiving, you will not have time for nonsense. Full of thanksgiving. Full and loud about your thanksgiving. That you will not reject your gifts. That you receive and accept your gifts. Praise God. Once I'm seated like this, everything my pastor is saying goes wrong. And most of the time, I feel he's talking to me. That's the most annoying thing. <laughs> you know, I was going to teach this message when pizza would not be here. But it's okay. I'll just do it like it's not here also. <laughs> Please, I want you to open your heart. There's deliverance going on. Because I have been delivered. So you want to know the secrets while I'm flying? This is one of my deliverances. So your heart will close up. And every time he's teaching, he's cooking me, he's talking about... Is where? Is where? Because you cannot, you know me, I cannot fight back. Is <laughs> where? Ah, today, let me just rub my body. It's okay. Tomorrow I'll come again. I'll sit down. See, today is preaching. Everything is preaching. Is me talking about? Hi. Too much insults. Hi. I've heard, I've heard it. I've heard it. My ears are full. Then sometimes my seat will be hot. My seat will just be hot, so I cannot go out, I cannot come. Sometimes I will not go out. I say, I can't take this anymore. I'll just stroll out. I'll go to the toilet, I'll stand there a bit. I'll come back. I say, it is where today. We'll finish service. Let's check in time. You are restless. You cannot sit down. You cannot do anything. And if God will open your eyes, it's not just the gift you're refusing. You're refusing God. Everything just goes wrong. If another person said it, it would be right. But once it's the person you're offended with, it's wrong. If he opens the scripture, you'll be like, it was not written like that. <laughs> I'm telling you, offense is very powerful. It's one of the venom of the enemy. I'm telling you because I am a soldier. 
One of the venom of the enemy is offense. You need to treat your heart if you're offended. I've seen it before in, by revelation. When the serpent wants to pour offense in your heart, it, throws, it, it pours in venom. So I know what I'm saying. It's venom. Only God will rescue you from that venom. If it's in your heart, you need to go and beg God for purging. Serious purging. Deep purging. Praise God. Once you're offended with your pastor, I said it, it's automatic closure of your heart. You know, there's nothing you can do about it. The issue is your offense. The issue is not whether your heart is open or not. The issue is your offense. Once the offense is taken out, your heart will automatically open. So you have automatic closure of the heart. I know if you have been here before, without raising your hand, you know what I'm saying. Everything just closes, shuts down. To come to church is like a burden on you. You just don't feel like coming to church. Sometimes you just go on break. Sometimes it's children's church, you go and sleep. I know, you know, if you are seeing me in children's church, just know, during the message I'm sleeping there, just know. It's offense. <laughs> I'm, I'm just giving you my, my story, which I rarely do, okay? Then you find yourself in gossip meetings about your pastor. You know, once you're, once you're gossiping about your pastors, everyone will pass you by in sharing divine things. Your pastor would not know whether you are gossiping. I'm going to go to the pastor's. But once you are able to open your mouth and talk about your pastor behind his back, you don't understand. In the realm of the spirit, you are open. They can see you. Man may not see you, but heaven can see you. So when they come to church and the angels are present here, when they are sharing things, divine things, goodnesses, open doors, they will pass you by. So my business door was shut. No matter how you thrive, no matter your intelligence, if it, if it thrives, I bet you it's a matter of time. It will shut down. It will go like this. It will first go up. Then it will come down. It's an, it's, it, is, it is a law. It must happen. It's not because of a pastor or anything. It's a law of the scripture. It must happen. One of the most noble things eh, to do, in case you can't help yourself, is to just go. It's better to live than to be around with offense. Because they have shut the door against you. <laughs> it's better to just be far away. Very far. Very, very far away. It's better. It's, one of the, it's not the best decision to make, but it's one of the, the noble, just my advice to you, the most noble decision. It's not still the best, but it's noble. Praise God. Hallelujah. I'm going to read a particular scripture to us. Now, I want to address the pastors. Note, the pastor will not know anything, you know, that is going on, especially a very focused pastor. But any time this pastor is also protecting himself, trying to make sure no one does all things mentioned above, is also of no use to God. 
any pastor that is guarding, make I guard my left or make I guard my right. Or, they don't gossip about me. <laughs> you are useless to God. Yes. That all you do when you wake up every day of your life is just be, hey, who is talking about me? Huh? Who is doing this? Who is offended at me? You have left the assignment. You are no longer a soldier. You have no use to God. The pastor will delay in hearing God because others still need to be blessed. What about the others? So you delay in hearing God because there's a crop of army that needs to be blessed. There's a crop of army that inheritance needs to go to. You don't focus yourself on the, the other ones. And meanwhile, there are very few. You know, we can find the example. Let's see Joshua. Joshua 1. Let's just read through. Now, we'll talk about Moses. One of the things I like about Moses is he, they didn't find him where he didn't reason at some time that these people are talking about him. And they did talk about Moses. You remember the story of Moses? They did say a lot about him. Slander, everything, left, right, and center. But the man was so focused on hearing God. If he was not focused on hearing God, he will not be able to restore them. He will not be able to make intercession on their behalf. That's what I'm saying. If he was not focused, if he was drawn by that carnality, he will also not be able to make intercession for them. You understand that this whole thing is the agenda of God. It's not about you. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord... It came to pass, you can see that it's a man that they call the servant of God. I just want you to be okay with that. It will not be an angel, it will be a man. The servant of God, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my, my servant is dead. Now therefore arise, go over the Jordan, you and all these people, to the land which I am giving to them, the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your feet we tread upon, I have given you as I have said to Moses. Um, take note that this instruction is given to one person. It's not the congregation. So when they say somebody is leading the army, it's not a crown. It's not a crown. It's not like he has 50, 50 shoulder pads. It's just an assignment. And they won't give that instruction to the whole. There's no need. Once God has told one, it's okay. Just follow that one. For the wilderness and the Lebanon, as far as the great rivers, the river Ephesus. Don't forget about it. All right. <laughs> and the land of the Hittites and to the great sea towards the going down of the sun shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days. You see this kind of instruction? They don't give it to all. There are some things that are just for men of God. Eh? And why? And why? Oh, you'll be asking me, and why? why? I, I, I don't know too. <laughs> One thing I know is when you see Jesus, you can ask him. It's not everything you know on earth. In fact, if you are poking your nose too much, they will help you to remove that nose. Because we want to know everything. And why? You see, this generation is a generation of knowledge. So they want to know everything. Tell me why I should do that. Tell me why I should do this. Why is he doing that? Why is he doing that? It's the disease of our generation. You must not know everything. The little you are given, be faithful with it. Leave the rest to God. It's not for you to know. Simple. Why? Why is he saying that uh, no man shall stand, uh, be able to stand before you all the days of your life? As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. 
Why is it Joshua is telling that? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> you get? I don't know. Don't ask me. But I know I will see Jesus one day. You understand? So keep your notes. Keep writing your notes. We will ask, you will ask questions, eh? Don't worry, they will answer you. Some they will answer here on earth. Some they will answer you when you get there. It's not everything you know on earth. So, eh? Do like this. Calm down. Eh, eh. So, I will be with you. I will, I will not leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and of good courage. For to these people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give to you. Can you see the work they've released to him? Only be strong and be very courageous. It's only this kind of person that can be encouraging. So when you hear, encourage your pastors. Even God is encouraging them. That's be strong and be courageous. We have seen it many times now. Be strong and be courageous. Be a voice of encouragement to your pastors. They have a lot of work to do. And it's on your behalf. Be strong and because even God, if you look into God's heart, he's not angry with your pastors. He's encouraging them. Because he walks through men. You can see that the canality, I, I'm, I'm seeing the canality, they are flying out of the hall. I think fair one down. There's too much canality. You know, and we are supposed to have spiritual minds. Spiritual minds. Developed minds by the scriptures. That you may observe to do according to, the, to, the, to all the law, which Moses, my servant, commanded you to turn from it and to the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. Let's keep reading. It's a verse what? Can you, can you find the last verse? Well, I'm not going there, just stay. How many verses? 18, all right, good. The book of the Lord shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your, you will make your way prosperous, and then you have what? Good success. Have I not commanded you be strong and of good courage? Did you see it again? Be strong and of good courage. Say to yourself, that will be a voice of encouragement to my pastors. The one who is sent Sent to lead the army, I will be a voice of encouragement. That will be the only thing I will bring to the table. If the voice of encouragement. Not dismay. Don't be dismayed. Don't be a, a voice that causes them to be weary. For the Lord your God is with you whenever you go. Then Joshua commanded the officers of the people saying, pass through the camp. Okay, go to the next one. He then started, see, the Joshua commanded the officer, officers of the people saying, pass through the camp. He started really now commands, right? Yes. He's a commander. Next verse. Then Joshua commanded, okay, no, next verse. Okay, so they all right, you can stay here. It's fine. It's fine. So they answered Joshua saying, who are the people who answered Joshua? The people, right? The people. The people answered Joshua saying, all that you command us. Is there anything left behind? Is there any disagreement? Do you think it was all palatable? Everything Joshua commanded them, do you think it was all palatable? I don't think so. You know, uh, we are all different kinds of people. The Lord made us uniquely. But when it's the kingdom of God, there is just one command. It has to fit into your uniqueness. 
You know, the God who wrote the command understands your uniqueness. He knows whatever he commanded you will fit into your uniqueness and you will prosper in life. That scripture says you, and you prosper in all your ways. Is it career? Is it family? Is it business? Anything you lay your hands upon, you will prosper. And the people responded to Joshua. All that you command us, we will do. And whatever you send us where, wherever you send us, we what is the most amazing part for me. I don't, I don't, I don't think, uh, uh, let me not ask that question. <laughs> wherever you command us, we will go. Next verse says, Just as we eated Moses in all things, we will eat you. Only the Lord your God be with you as he was with Moses. Is that 18? Good. Whoever what rebels against your command and does not eat your words in all that you command him. They've separated that person. He's now him. He's not us anymore. He's now him. One person. Anybody that we catch that is rebelling against your command and does see. Now, I want you to appreciate that these people, they were talking to a man. They were not talking to God. This prayer, this prayer point is not now to God again. It's now to a man. You don't understand because they have spiritual understanding. They know that this man is a representative. Do you think they did not see Joshua when he was cheating? I want you to just understand that it's not like they were blind to his imperfections. They were not blind to it. They were not fools. They are not mumu. They were not blind to his imperfections. Do, don't forget that Joshua was picked from among them. Immediately Moses died, they removed Joshua from among them. So they were bodies. Family members. I want you to understand that. But this time around, when it's the kingdom of God, it becomes whatever you command, sir, we will do. Wherever you tell us to go, Joshua, we will go understanding that is a representative. So I want the Lord to deliver us from carnality and flesh that weighs us down from obeying the Lord and shall put to death. They even promised Joshua, don't worry, we will kill him for you. We, 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 we take that person out. You see, I can see people that say, it's not my concern, I'm not a part of it, though. don't worry. Me, I'm just on my own lane. No. This one swore to Joshua. He said, we will take him out. He said, shall be put to what? Oh yeah, let's read it together. Shall be put to what? Shall be put to death. When we find rebellion, we will put it to death. See the encouragement again. Read the next line. The only thing you can do to us or for us, make sure you are strong and courageous. We will handle the rest. That's who I want to be to my pastor. I will undo the rest. Sir, focus, be courageous, be strong. I will do the rest. People that have been delivered from carnality take this kind of posture. If you are delivered, but if you are still carnal and weighed down by your flesh, you can never take this posture. It's a divine enabling, enablement. Divine. It's from the Lord. It's not easy. Flesh cannot do it. It has to be by grace. It has to be by grace. Because you know Joshua. You have seen Joshua finish. So it has to be by grace. You pray today that the Lord will give you grace to be able to see these things. Let me just quickly rush my notes. I'm out of time. 
So there are other people that are supposed to be blessed and calm. So the pastor needs to stay focused. Focused, not distracted. Focus. Focused. Not distracted. Not distracted. Any man who is distracted like that cannot be useful to the Lord. Because others are in the camp that needs to be blessed. You know, and if this pastor keeps engaging like that, he's going to become a civilian. And he will die like one of them. Yes, he's going to become like one of us. And then die like a civilian. His assignment is different. What are the things to do? Don't worry, I have things to do for you. I'm going to read out some of the things that God used to rescue me, okay? Is that fine? Are we having fun? (laughs) I thought you were going to behave like pastor is not in the house, right? All right. (laughs) One of the things you must arm yourself with is don't talk about it. When you have offense in your heart, because let me tell you another thing you must know is you will be offended. For example, me now, uh, you know me, I I will offend you. Just hug it like that. (laughs) Uh, It's not like it's conscious. But we are, we are human. So you will be offended. Make sure you don't talk about it with flesh and blood. First go to the Lord. Because when you talk about it with flesh and blood, they are also offended. And so you will not be healed on time. Once you gather with flesh and blood, if flesh and blood, they will not spirit. They will also help you to find the offense. Oh, I wanted to say, let it not be like I did not say. Oh. Come on, Sean. I'm telling you. I'm talking from experience. So make sure you don't open your mouth once your gifts offend you. I'm I'm not talking about everybody. I'm particular about your gifts so that you can save your life. Once your gift offends you, don't open your mouth to talk about it with anybody. First, God. Settle it with God. Because it's a dangerous thing. If any other person offends you, it's you that know can gossip about it. It's not my concern. It's your concern. (laughs) But this one, it's a must. You cannot. You cannot talk about it with flesh and blood. You must first face it with God. Take it to the Lord. Understand that God is not powerless. Understand it. That he can also see things and help you to heal. So take it to God. Why God? Ask me why God? Why not my best friend? Mm, why not my mommy? My mommy and my daddy. Why God? Only God knows the truth. Jesus is the truth. Jesus is the truth. Everybody say, Jesus is the truth. Jesus is the truth. truth. Only him can identify with you. Only him. Flesh and blood cannot understand. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. I've tested it before. They can't understand. They will spoil the matters for you. Only Jesus is the truth. He's the only one that can help you to scrutinize and give you divine perspective. There is divine perspective to matters. Divine perspective. Make sure you are a strong Christian to receive divine perspective from the Lord. What is your prayer time to do? You can take divine perspective. What is your Bible study time to do? Take divine perspective. Divine perspective. Say divine perspective. Divine perspective. You can have understanding. One of the things you must pray for, you must take your offense to the Lord. Open up your heart. I've done it severally before. The Lord can take out offense. Can I, you know? The Lord can do that. I'm telling you without telling anybody about it. The Lord can take out offense. He's that powerful. The Holy Ghost is that powerful. 
He can put your, his hand into your heart and your soul and uproot offense. And you will never feel it again. It's not like the, the poison will not be there again. The Lord can do it. If he has done it for me before, he will do it for you. The Lord can do it. But you know, one of the things is we run away from the Lord because our flesh is dictating otherwise. Your flesh is dictating and your flesh is caressing you. So you run away from the Lord. You enjoy your flesh. You forgot that you are a soldier. So you need to pray. Go on, go on prayers. Take time to pray. Take time to what? To seek the God, God's face. Seek the face of the Lord. Pray and tell the Lord to help you. Because this particular matter is a dicey matter. I'm now offended with my gifts. Hmm. The dicey matter. It's a very dangerous matter. It's a matter that will ring bell in eternity. I told you that I'm not, I'm not, it's not like I'm reducing what I'm saying. I'm saying exact things. It will ring a very loud bell in eternity. How your life will go on earth depends on it. When God has given you a gift, don't joke with it. Don't joke with it. Try it not. So you need to pray. You need to put bodily, you need to move your body into actions. As you're trusting God to walk in love, you need to also trust your body to move. I command my body, praise the Lord, you have to command your body to walk in love. One of the things you need, command your body to move in actions of love. Command your body. You are not your body. Mommy's spirit, as a soul, lives in a body. You can tell your body what to do. Don't give a, a funny uh, disposition, a funny posture. Don't come to church and give a funny posture as though you can't. <laughs> Man is spirit. When your body falls down to the ground, you, your spirit will answer the Lord. You will face judgment. So don't say you can't. Say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You can do that so you can walk in love. One of the things you must pray is pray for the opening of the eyes. Oh, the Lord delivered me. Open my eyes. You understand? I'm not one of those people who will be deceived anymore. I, I'm not saying like as though I'm afraid that ah, tomorrow I'll be deceived though. <laughs> no, I'm not going to be deceived. I can't be deceived. I've been delivered because my eyes have been opened. And once your eyes has been opened, it can't be shut again. So you need to pray for the opening of your eyes. You need to pray in tongues because the enemy is the enemy, the devil, Lucifer, Satan. That's your enemy. Satan. Do you accord all these oriki? Lucifer, Satan, the devil, Ekwensu. That's your enemy. Your pastor cannot be your enemy. Forget it. His first gift. Cannot be your enemy. If you see the way I used to rejoice when you are doing wedding ceremony and uh, naming ceremony. Because that's one of my joy. How will I be beefing you? For what? That you bought a car. Then I'm not, the, the oil should be taken away from me. I don't deserve the oil. I should be beefing you because you got a good job. Or you travel to America. I should be beefing you. Then the oil, I don't deserve the oil. The oil is for assignments. So when you are rejoicing, I am at my highest rejoicing. Peter was talking about, about uh, in the morning about your epistles not written with ink. You are our epistles, not written with ink. 
You think that the teaching of the word, we don't expect to see it in your life? We are waiting for it. We are expecting to see it. So when doors are, doors are opening to you, we are happy. We are excited. Understand that I am a mother. We are excited. We are joyful. So don't expect that your pastor is your competitor. That's a devilish thinking. Devilish thinking. I pray that the Lord will open our eyes. So you pray fervently. One of the things you must, one, another way to heal off the offense is to fervently pray for your pastors. Eh, it's because you are not praying. That's why you're offended. Eh, oh, Badura. Pastor, bless you, sir. Pastor, bless you. Bless you. Oh, oh. Then, no, let's not go there. But fervently, one of the healing, your healing method, fervently tarry before the Lord. It's not only your, you that have a problem. Tarry before the Lord for your pastors. You have not prayed enough. If you pray enough for your pastors, you will not be talking about them. I mean, are you gossiping about the person you're praying for? Can those two happen together? No. Eh, no. It can't happen together. So fervently, I'm using my words carefully, fervently concentrate on praying for them. Because your gifts must not spoil. Your gifts, your gifts must not miss it. Your gifts must not fail. Your gifts must not be tired. The day Pisa tell you he's tired, he's not coming to this church again. Whoa, we are, we are done. Oh, you think it's that casual? You think it's that casual? If he says he's going for holiday like this, well, but I'll follow him. Oh. Is it that I follow him or you'll be sending me messages? He has to be bringing the download from wherever he is. You think that it's normal for some church to be watching their headquarters online, television? You, th- you think uh, it's because uh, <laughs> we need to be delivered from carnality. You think that the television that they're using to... Oh, is the way I'm saying I'm saying like a lookout person. But just, I'm preaching from... <laughs> I don't know how I would say it. You understand? You think that when they are watching their general verse on the TV, you think that they don't have other pastors in their assembly to pray? You think it's normal? Please be delivered from carnality. It's not normal. That's the portal. That's the portal. That's the portal. The, the Lord warned me one day. He said, you have a transformer in your house. You are playing with it. You will catch fire. Umajononi. You have a transformer in your house. You are joking with transformer. That's my step down power. It's a powerhouse and it's stepped down. I just stepped it down because if you were to see me face to face, you are gone. But I decided to step it down in a man. And you have, you have the privilege of having the man in your house. You better behave yourself. <laughs> so I'm, I'm not, I'm not I'm, I didn't come here to play. I'm, I'm here to give you an instruction so that your eternity can be sure. So, enough of advice. Advising you not to gossip about your pastor, not to fight your pastor. Oh, you're fighting now? Huh? Go ahead. It's okay. It's fine. You can fight your gifts. That's your choice. You can gossip about your gifts. It's your choice also. It's your choice. But as for me, I'm not going to do that. Because I have the high, my high is opened. And I have understanding. I have understanding. I have a divine perspective. So pray for understanding. God can give you a revelation. When the Lord opens, see that one I just shared with you a little bit about step down generator. It was God by in his mercy, in his mercy, God pleases him to just give me that small information. Do you know till I die, I may never know. He just in his mercies. See, my daughter. 
Divine counsel. You have a step down generator in your house. Hey, sorry. Transformer. Careful. Careful. By his mercies. Until till my old age, I will thank God for that divine perspective. That caused a great deliverance in my heart. It is deep in my soul. It's not something that I will forget. It has been written in my soul. So pray. Pray for divine perspective. Pray for the opening of your eyes. Pray to receive. Receive your gift. Receive your gift. Love your gift. Love your gift. Receive it. If you are given a gift wrapped with ribbon, will you throw it away? Will you throw it away? Don't throw your gift away. Now, this particular gift is now coming from God. He said, when he ascended, he gave us gifts. Give gifts to men. And the same gift he gave to men are men. You know, one of the things you must know also, know that God did not create your heart with the capacity to be loyal to two things. You see, when God was forming your heart, he didn't give it the capacity to be loyal to two things. One of the things God identified in the Bible is you cannot be loyal to God and mammon. One, you cannot also be loyal to two kinds of gifts. You have to pick one. There is no capacity. There is no way you want to do it in life. Once you are loyal to two things, you are not even loyal at all. You don't understand. You may like to be loyal to two. It's okay. It's just a desire. But your heart was not created with that capacity. There's no capacity in the heart to be loyal to two. One. You must pick your one. Identify your one. And stay with it. Then you will now see what they call the reigns of heaven. The blessings of the Lord. You don't understand. You will experience so much blessing. You'll be telling God. God, calm down now. Then you know, sometimes in my life, I'm looking. So, you mean there is this and I never knew. What have I been doing all my life? What have I been doing with this divine perspective? Why didn't you give me sins? God, that means there are other things I don't know. God has not given me. Why didn't you tell me about these sins? You mean this is a gift? You mean so? You should have told me sins. I should have behaved myself properly. Because you begin your, God will just be giving you a tip of the blessings. A tip. A tip of it. Then the rain will begin to pour. The more you embrace your gift, the rain will pour. Your gift doesn't have to say anything to you. It doesn't have to call you personally. It's the heart. The heart first. Join together. Loyal. Like the people do Joshua. You go. We handle it. You go. We will handle it. From afar. If you want to be close to your pastor, it's fine. Can be close. But from afar, the people told Joshua, you focus. Be strong, be courageous. We will handle it. Show me the picture of the hammy, then I, I, I go. Thank you. I just want to show you something. Some of the things that will help our perspective. You see this lineup? This is what the church is. This is what the church is. I try to look for a picture that can just explain to you. These are the soldiers. These are your pastors standing in front. Leading the hammy. Understand that we may not be wearing the uniform. It's in the heart. The kingdom of God is first in the heart. It starts from within. It's not without. So uh, understand that this uniform is inside you. It, where it's inside you. You see the lineup. 
and very soon will be thrown all over the world. That's why I use the one with the map, with the flag rather. Very soon be thrown all over. See, don't offend that lineup. Don't be one of those that tamper with that lineup. Once one of those four people standing in front falls down, cannot move again, you are in trouble. The entire batch is in trouble. The entire batch. I beg you in the name of Jesus. I beg you, understand that there is a lineup. There is a lineup, my people. I pray that the Lord will open your eyes. This life is not about you. It's not about your breakthrough. It's about the kingdom of God and there is a lineup. There is a church. And Jesus is the head. Christ is the head. It's not about your emotions, whether you feel good or not. Stop rubbing your emotions. Your emotions are cheating you. There is a lineup. And this is the kingdom of God. This is the pastors, the gift he gives to men. Apostles, pastors, prophets, teachers. There is a lineup. Forget your earthly desire and your earthly race. There is an answer, there's a call you answer when you see Jesus in heaven. It's better to rob yourself of the emotions you are feeling now so that you can, you can, you can allow the army to prosper. So when we gather like this, understand that there is an army. That army must prosper. It's not about you. Don't you know that God understands that you have emotions, you are sad? It's not about you. The army must prosper. The army must prosper. The army of the Lord must prosper. It's Jesus' army. It must prosper. It must, the church must prosper. The church must march forward. It's not about your emotions. Whatever is in your heart, deal with it. 